Hi, Michelle. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. So what's happening today? How you doing, Michelle? <laughs> I'm doing okay. <laughs> oh my God. You guys, I, I'm trying mushrooms today. <laughs> I mean, I already ate some mushrooms, silly kind. And they are just affecting me in all sorts of silly ways. So of and course so now we're gonna like, so of course I was like, um, let's just push record, okay? Let's just do that. So we're gonna do an episode correct on mushrooms. You're on mushrooms. Wait, we can I didn't know we were gonna talk about mushrooms. I mean, I am on mushrooms. <laughs> we can talk about whatever you want. No, I'm saying we're recording while you're on mushrooms. Correct. But <laughs> this is going to be fascinating. It's not like I'm on ecstasy or anything, which one of my no. friends texts me and is like, I'm on ecstasy at this wedding. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's a coworker. I'm all, maybe we won't tell HR. <laughs> we won't tell HR. I'm just kidding. But that was literally what just happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I mean, some of these conversations are hilarious. What happens on group texts? Sometimes they can be, let's talk about group texting. Group texting. Sometimes I have a lot of group texting. Sometimes they can be extra annoying where I literally mute it. Mm -hmm. And other times it can be quite um, illuminating. I'll say. <laughs> illuminating I like saying that word I was okay but real quick I was because I was getting text a bunch I was like these little words are funny like reading <laughs> black and white words I was probably at my highest peak I was like so fucking high at that moment and I'm like it's on words on my phone <laughs> it's yeah they're quite hilarious I've tried to text while I was extremely high and it's almost impossible. I have to voice text. I can't text. I'm mm -hmm. voice texting everything mm. at this point. You know what I don't miss? What? With group texting. Yeah. Group texting with in-laws. Oh God. Did I ever have, I do have a few of those, but they're not bad. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. I don't I don't miss them I don't miss that at all that's interesting what else don't you miss from being married because <laughs> this being was married. supposed being to be married <laughs> being married oh my god being married totally yeah that's funny oh don't miss god. being married isn't that crazy like did you always want to be married You know, that's so funny because I was actually thinking about that this morning. Like I saw a graphic on Instagram that said something about like, why do we train young girls to dream about their wedding day and their wedding dress? And, like, oh, I was reading grooms... something. Yeah. Where was that? It was on Instagram. I don't know if maybe you sent it to me or maybe we saw the same thing, but okay. I was thinking about that because that was like something I did all throughout my childhood. And I think that's probably because I was raised very conservative Christian. So it was like love equals marriage right? Like you date, you get married. And so you did, I did like dream about like my wedding day, 
and my wedding dress and what it was going to look like. And then did you buy magazines? When I was a teenager, when I was a teenager, I was like, "What's it going to be like the wedding night?" You did know? you buy magazines? <laughs> no, I don't think I ever. No, I didn't ever go that far with it. But it was just like a internal speculative. You just always were like, "That's going to be such a pretty wedding for me." Yeah. And what it was the reality, like Instagram versus reality. <laughs> like that could be my, that my reality. <laughs> once this my, releases. Mm, once. Uh, yeah. So my reality of getting married, mm-hmm. like literally wedding day was me mm-hmm. being um, heavily pregnant Mm. and being the one who planned all of it because we eloped um but i had secretly planned for my ex's family to all be there waiting for us and he had no idea they were coming and so i was coordinating where did you go the oregon coast oh yeah okay that's because you love it there and so i was coordinating on my wedding day i was coordinating like 45 people all trying to get to the destination and it was so stressful for me and I was super pregnant and then the wedding itself was fun it was fun being there with my friends um but then that night like there was so much drinking involved and I went to bed by myself woke up the next morning by myself and he and his friends had taken off and gone to brunch without me and I spent my entire next day after my wedding with my toddler being pregnant that was so on brand for him being completely by myself while his family was out doing other things that was and so, so like the reality fun. was just like oh hey Mary it's face. not that different than the rest of my life <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Did you ever like visualize your wedding? I'm trying to think if I really visualized it as a kid. I don't think I ever visualized. I visualized a person. Mm. I visualized being married to like my best friend mm-hmm. in life. Like I was like, I just think I need to be with my best friend. Like that it needs to be my best friend, the person. So it's funny because I thought of that really young, but I never thought about it being, did I think about it being a woman? I guess I did. Cause I was like, yeah, like, oh, it has to be my best friend, but I didn't come out until like, I was like 19. Okay. But you, like, you still thought of it as being. Yeah. And I have Olivia yeah. Newton-John scrapbook. Um, <laughs> tell me Love you're it. fucking lesbian. Without telling her <laughs> lesbian. Like, ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Olivia and John, like, okay, rest in soul, my princess upstairs. So uh-huh. mm-hmm. <laughs> she's still a fuck. She was still hot to me, you know, before she passed away. She was still looking good. She was. She mm-hmm. was. And I listened to some of her music and it still gets me. Still gets me. Honestly, love you. <laughs> <laughs> but did you have her music for your wedding is the question no <laughs> I didn't you know why I don't know why but I was more into like um Ava Cassidy okay songbird have you listened yeah. to Ava Cassidy a little bit all right I'll plug her because she passed away a long time ago but she, her music is so good 
so good. Oh my God. It's so good. <laughs> you know what? Okay. So I'll tell you, so I'll, I digress. Uh, this is going to be a tangent kind of like conversation, which is, this is just conversation for us. <laughs> yep. Much <laughs> our typical conversation. So I, I, but I'm just thinking like when we're, as you're talking about music and stuff, my dad, you know, he, this week he passed away three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking about when he was in the radio industry and he worked at, um, K Earth, he worked at KFWB and he worked at KIQQ, which was like kiss back then. Like it was like, oh wow, it was like, there's kiss and then KIQQ. And they were like going head to head with each other. And some of you won't be able to see the video right now of my hands equate, like using my hands. In <laughs> Okay. Anyways, that was, it feels really good. Michelle is waving her hand. Yeah. We need a um, interpreter for me at the moment, but um, no, but I was thinking how being like when he was at KIQQ, and how I would do the news with them. But I just loved like all the music. But one of the guys and the morning station was like, hey, come do like bubblegum news with us, like during during your summer time. So I was like, all right, bubblegum news, like kids are digging this, this these days. And and everyone just like was like, you have a great voice for radio at like 11, you know, and I'm like, whoopie dookie. Uh- I didn't know. And I then all of that. a sudden someone told me that it was like 5 million people listening in the morning. And I was like, I just died. I literally probably <sighs> got green all of a sudden, like the color left my face because my dad was like, he started to laugh. I could hear him laughing on the, like to the side. Cause I was in the air, I was in the on-air studio with these guys, mm. big old mics, you know, they're like on booms and almost feels like, cause they can move them all around. Yeah. And it was just so freaking fun growing up. And we, uh, I was thinking about how we would go to Disneyland and my friends are at Knott's Berry Farm right now. I had some, and so I was thinking we had free tickets to all of that magic mountain. Cause we didn't call it six flags. Like the rest of the country we call mm. That was Magic Mountain in Santa Clarita, California. Knott's Berry Farm, SeaWorld. I mean, oh, there was a funny ass SeaWorld story, which I will tell another day. <laughs> you later. have had a hilarious childhood. I love this. <laughs> I did. I had a colorful childhood. I'm very, I'm very mm. grateful for my childhood. It was, it was balanced between divorce, hello, uh-huh. And, you know, and also like loving my stepmom who has just been a second mom for me. So it's cool. So how old were you when your parents got divorced? When um, my parents uh, said they were going to divorce, we were nine. And then my brother was seven and literally out of my mouth, which won't shock, which won't shock you. It won't shock Angela <laughs> too, because evidently my throat chakra is on fire all the time. And so, um, <laughs> But I literally said to them, thank God you won't be up. You won't be like yelling at each other anymore. Like I literally said that I'm like, I go, Kenny, this will be a really good thing. And he was like, you know, he's, he was really crying because he's seven. And I was was so mature at nine. But you could see that it was like, okay, this is a great thing. This is a great decision for our parents and our family. Yes. I was like, thank you for not staying together for us. 
Yeah, that's so interesting because like my parent, my parents didn't get divorced until a couple of years ago, as I'm an adult. <clears throat> but like growing up, wait. So when they told I wanted, as an adult, what did you say? Well, my dad that's and I crazy. reconnected. So my so a little bit of context here. I grew up super religious, conservative, in a cult. Right. I got excommunicated from the cult when I was 16. So from the time I was 16 until I was 30, I really didn't have a relationship with my parents. Um, my dad and I reconnected a couple of years ago, but he started his divorce process before he and I reconnected. And so I reconnected with my dad right around the time that he and my now stepmom started dating. Mm. So there wasn't a conversation about, hey, your mom and I are getting divorced. There was, okay, that's hey, hard. your mom and I got divorced and I'd love to reconnect with you. <laughs> oh my God, right. Yeah, so, but growing up, I wanted my parents to get divorced. My siblings and I would talk about that. We'd be like, you know what? They'd be so much happier if they just got divorced. Like, I wish they would get divorced. And we would like talk about like, which parent would we live with? And who do you want to live with? <laughs> like, how would how would it work? Like, we, we talk about it. Yeah. So of 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 your siblings, and of course, in you, I know you're divorced, but who else is divorced or not married? Or what what what's what's the ratio here? Um, my brother next in age to me, I believe, has been divorced twice. Nice. No, really I believe going, going for it. I wasn't there for his wedding, so I don't know if you, I, I think it's been twice. I'm not totally certain. Um, our second brother, he's happily married. Oh, cool. Has kids. Um, my sister lives in Alaska and is this super tiny little badass. Has <laughs> some super cute dogs, and she's an EMT and delivers babies in the back of an ambulance, and she's, yeah, she's awesome. So not married um and then but, she, but she's not gay either no or at least you don't think so I don't know we haven't talked about it. yeah <laughs> um and then my two youngest brothers the youngest one he is not married but the second youngest he is also happily married so at this point it's just two of us who've been married and divorced yeah my out two, of six my yeah wow that's that's actually not so bad no I mean I think it taught you all like I mean, granted, we didn't go into divorce. We didn't go get go into marriage to get divorced, obviously. But um, no, but I knew I was going to get divorced when I got married. <laughs> like, well, that wedding night will tell you everything. Oh my god! I mean, <laughs> yeah, that kind of was a sign for you, right? I mean, okay. So how looking back, I'm like, I knew from the start it was going to end. So my brothers are both very happily married um and they each they have my nieces one has one niece and then the other has two baby nieces which i'm gonna get to see soon but yeah so that's that's good i mean because my dad and my stepmom were together for 40 years so we had a good model like it was just my parent my mom and my dad they just when they were together they just like vinegar and everything like Mm -hmm. Oil and water, vinegar and what's another Vin- thing with vinegar? <laughs> vinegar and I, where are you going with the vinegar here? <laughs> I don't know, but I like vinegar. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> 
I like balsamic vinegar, balsamic vinegar. vinegar and specific. oil with bread. <laughs> I like balsamic. Yeah, I like dipping it in bread. You're right. Yes, yes. Yeah. With Parmesan. And but see, those things go together. Pepper. So that wouldn't fit the analogy. I know. It was oil and water. They don't go together. <laughs> and funny enough, they met at a Democratic National Convention and my dad voted for Trump. <laughs> oh, <laughs> He became a, he really became a Republican when he when he moved to Arizona. Which, by the way, I have my blue card, hardcore, and it just came in the mail yesterday that I'm a registered Democrat in Arizona. Booyah! Making it. We're still making it. Yeah. Purple, purplish blue up in here. That's so funny. That's where your parents met, though. My parents met. Um, funnily enough they like both met while they were on the rebound from a previous engagement <laughs> and they met like a, at a big choir conference in seattle um they're my, both in my, choir <laughs> my, my dad met um my stepmom mary jean she they met her uh he met her through work i mean because she was selling advertising and the joke at at the wedding was with my uncle kenny who's my my brother's named after was my mm-hmm. dad's friend um basically whatever Mary Jean was selling Mike bought (laughs) (laughs) I always love that he did such good it was so funny but it's interesting because it really just allows you to think about marriage and what it all means and like getting divorced and all that not only that but like seeing our parents as humans right human beings remembering all this yes yeah it is fascinating to like yeah, it's still kind of baffling to think of my mom like just dating people or Mary Jean and dad like in the midst of dating, like how that must have mm-hmm. looked, but it's pretty funny. Um, how do your how are your kids taking the divorce? You know, there's so many there's so many schools on this, right? Yeah, I feel like um the the transition of us moving out, separating homes was, was fairly smooth Mm. um, because my kids have an older sister um, from another relationship um, with their dad, their dad. Um, And so they had watched her go between two homes Mm. for their entire life. And so they were familiar with the concept that wasn't strange to them. And they knew, they know her mom, um, We had a great co-parenting relationship. And so they had witnessed all of that. So so the concept wasn't foreign for them, even being six years old and three years old at the time. It wasn't that big of a stretch. And then also I was already gone a lot of weekends working. And so then like I have my kids during the weekdays, he has them weekends. And so as even though I was usually there for bedtime on the weekends, um, it still wasn't that much of a shift for them to not have me around during the days on the weekends That's because they were already used to me working. So our parenting schedule really just aligned with how their life already was. That's cool. And that was a smooth transition. Now that being said, they still, even though it's, I moved, we moved out um, into my house um, December first 2021 um so since then there's still a lot of commentary around um 
missing us doing things together as a family mm. and sure. and not specifically like seeing us together as a couple, but like us doing things as a family. So they wish I would be with them on family outings on the weekends. They're probably just missing you. Probably. Which is sweet. I mean, that's their age. Like. Super sweet. But like we did, we we did a lot of things together as a family that I think that there's, we kind of had some traditions like Christmas traditions and things like that going that I think they kind of miss. Yeah. But overall, they've done really, really well, you know, all things considering. But it's I was a- also very proactive about like getting my kids into therapy from the start and yeah. being very vocal with them and that's like holding say. space for them. So I think that's important. I think, um, I think the importance that I think people when they're going through the divorce is we can be so we as parents, I mean, I'm just saying collectively, we, we can be so narrow minded and Mm. forget to like our number one priority is the kids, but yet the kids get dragged around because the parents aren't making them an actual priority. Because when I taught, when, if you talk to my kid, she's fully cool. Like she's awesome. And, and, and when she was younger, I'm sure it would have been a little bit more of an issue of like, she, she would say like, Oh, you know, not to see me, but, um, you know, during the week or whatever, but now she she said it actually feels very fast. Like all of a sudden Mm. Friday comes up. And it's really fast. Sorry, I'm drinking a um, Waterloo and it's really, it's really got a little bubbly, <laughs> bubbliness a to it. A lot of fizz going on. <laughs> I was trying to mute myself a little bit, but um, I was also. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's interesting watching our kids um, adapt and shift through those things. I think, I don't know if you relate to this or not, but I know my biggest fear um, when I was choo- like contemplating divorce and what yeah. held me back for a very long time around divorce or separating in general was this thought that I'm going to forever destroy my kid's life. And they're right. going to hate that me. They're going to be in therapy until they're our age. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. And, and like, we're uh, still in therapy. <laughs> and the reality is, is like, whether you like, I had to come to this, the space of recognizing like, okay, like, but the environment they're living in right now is more toxic yeah, and harmful because mm-hmm. they're seeing us fight. They're seeing me depressed and sad right. and they're hearing loud voices and it's just not a good environment. And, and so I just had to make that decision and dive in. And honestly, they've done so much better than I thought they would. Yeah. Cause they see you happy. They're like, Oh, mom's breathing. Mom, mom's strong. Like they see you strong and doing, we talk about the masculine and the feminine divine, right? Like the masculine Mm -hmm. and how fascinating when we were talking about it on your road trip, actually this last week Mm -hmm. and how, when you go into your masculine divine side, it's it's the task oriented. And I'm, I actually was thinking mm-hmm. about this earlier today because I'm like, why does that have to be masculine? Why does the fact that when you're in your boss babe mode, right? <laughs> and you're like, 
fucking on the road and you're driving and you have to set up your tent and you have to do all the things because you're just solo traveling, like you're by yourself. Why does that have to be masculine when when we have our ancestors and mothers in general are the fucking boss? Totally. And I think just like, Being I think a lot of people get hung up on like the genderized terminology. It's just right. like, and I don't tend to, I don't personally think of it in terms of like a genderized thing. It's It's just like, there's, there's this energy that we call the masculine energy, right? But why is it when we're doing tasks that that's the masculine energy? That's a great question. We should find another name for it, Michelle. I know. (laughs) Let's fucking blow this whole world up and call it something else. Blow it open. We're going to blow it wide open. You know what? No, seriously, we're going to, I need to talk to some spiritual people and start asking that question because I honestly maybe on shrooms i'm i'm seeing a whole other thing <laughs> and i did this as totally today like because i knew i wasn't going anywhere mm. i absolutely was doing this today for the sense of like as a as an experiment i really wanted to see what sort of clarity but being by yourself doing it is definitely not as much fun as now being here with you I've wondered about that because, so I've done mushrooms twice Yeah, and one time was intentional. The second time was accidental. Yeah. And my experience when I was on shrooms was that when I was by myself, that was so much better. Well, I'm not outside though. It's so hot here. Like, I think if I was by myself and I did it the way that I would love to do it is I'd be up in the tree. I'd be sitting with the trees. You'd be up in the tree. I'd be a hundred percent. Michelle be up in the top of the tree. <laughs> Why wouldn't I be up in a tree? No, no, I would be up North, obviously here in Arizona. Like in, in, if I was in, if I was still in Portland or in Oregon, you know, I'd probably, I'd just go over to like, you'd be in nature. You'd be I'd out be in nature. In nature. Here, yeah. It's too damn hot. And so yeah. I'm doing it inside, but it's way more enjoyable talking to you now on face on zoom and podcasting (laughs) oh hell yeah i mean that's all good but um because this is what we're talking about this is living our truth right yeah living out loud living out loud is walking in our truth today's truth is michelle is high as hell on shrooms (laughs) that is today's truth I wish everyone could just see the video of you laughing your ass off oh, yeah. about me eating chicken wings. Oh, don't get me st- like sometimes things <laughs> really tickle me. You're like, I'm over here just eating my wing because I knew you were making them. <laughs> and then just the, the visual of you just mo- like, okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Divine, the-, the divine femininity in you eating a chicken wing like I'm, I'm thinking of your <laughs> goddess hair and then you send me the picture like flowing goddess hair just uh-huh. chowing down on messy wings and I was glad to see it was pulled back so you didn't get like I was like is she getting wings in her hair <laughs> <laughs> this is what you were so concerned about oh my lord I love it I was thinking about like a hundred different thoughts it was like <laughs> 
so hard. And I love that. I know. We, we, might, we might use that. We might use that video. We'll see. <laughs> what? I knew I shouldn't have sent it to you, but I was dying. I just couldn't, I couldn't text because I was doing voice text. I'm like, I might as well just do a video. So she gets the whole picture right then and there. I loved it because it made me laugh. Yeah. And I had been like deep into my computer working right before that. Mm-hmm. And I was so hangry and the wings were amazing and then your laughter just like set me laughing and then I was like oh this is exactly what I needed today I love that no it's so great um yeah I mean we all need a good laugh and everything especially I mean I knew we were kind of going to talk about divorce and stuff I mean is there anything any other like illuminating thoughts circling back to that word illuminating um illuminating is there any illuminating thoughts from like, okay, a year later, you and I are both, it's literally a year and a couple of months, give or take that we have been. How long? Yeah. So how long have you been divorced? Since last May. Okay. So my divorce was finalized. Like the the decree, like sent back. The The stamp, like freedom. And I will Uh, tell you, my ex and I are so amicable and like, mm -hmm. we're fucking crushing this co-parenting thing because you are. We have never not been on the same page for her. Like Mm. we have always been on the same page with all of it, which is so great. And I was actually texting with a friend today and she was like, yeah, that's really cool that you guys are good like that. And I mean, she's in a relationship now. I'm not going to, not going to speak about that, but I'm she's happy and I'm happy for her. Genuinely. And you've worked really hard to, you know, facilitate and create that co-parenting relationship. And that, I think that's a key, like the co-parenting. I don't have that in my situation. It's parallel parenting, which if you're not familiar with that term, it's, it's where each parent parents the way that they want to parent on their time. And you're not talking. I never looked that up. Yeah, parallel parenting. So um basically we don't we don't communicate about parenting. We're not on the same page about parenting and it causes a lot of tension for our kids going back and forth because the rules and expectations and the and the parenting styles are very different between our homes. So there's no cohesive flow between us. There's not even um, we don't really have the ability yet to even have those conversations without someone getting triggered. And so we're not there yet, but I'm hopeful. Well, I'm, I'm know, hopeful I know, I down know, the road. Well, I know it's, I know you are there. Let's be real. I am there. You're like, <laughs> this is me being kind, <laughs> but no, yes, it's I I mean, there. Cause even some of the cool new friends that I've met that are moms and like co-parenting, they're like, oh, my ex is here today. And I'm just so impressed with that. And they're like having a ball together and they're able to like really talk. So I, I mean, the beautiful thing is there's so many cool ways after divorce to either come together for the true sake, like, but this parallel thing, I've never heard this before. Yeah. It's basically the, just the idea that like, you are a parent on your time and I'm a parent on my time. And when the kids are with me, you don't get to have a say in 
how they're parented, what's happening in their life, who they're spending time with, Wait, where so they're they going. Go to bed at totally different times. Like it's a whole. Everything other is different. Everything is different. Wow. Yeah, th- th- that's. And cool. and my daughter is neurodivergent. She's autistic, and that's been a big struggle. Is trying to. For her, she needs very routine days. Like she needs consistency. She needs routine. Um, and there's not a cohesiveness between that, between the two households. So that has, that is specifically our struggle is this parallel parenting. I bet that happens way more. That's probably way more common than actual co-parenting. That's what I'm thinking. So if you're listening to this today and some of this resonates with you, I'm just so curious. I'd love to hear from you. I mean, yeah. Send us a message. Tell us about your, yeah. Tell us about your co-parenting situation. Maybe we'll throw up like a comment box in the stories or something like that. Yeah. Message river myself or, or go to the podcast Instagram page or whatever. But yeah, I'm just um, really curious about that. And if you guys want to hear, or, you know, do we, do we need to talk more about that? Do we need to learn about this um, and some new different and some different styles? Um, we can bring, we can bring on a therapist and talk it through. I mean, I think it's really yeah. fascinating all these different kinds of styles, but yeah, there's just so many different possibilities <laughs> as always. Um, I love talking with you and I'm grateful for you. I have a lot of gratitude today. Yes. I love that. I feel that way as well. I feel like every time you and I talk, it's that way though. We're just like brimming over with like gratitude for each other. <laughs> And I love when we talk over each other. It's literally gives me life. <laughs> and because we I know. Never... <laughs> I will say this. So, so for me being um, very likely ADHD um, and I'm exploring that for myself right now, this is something I've learned is that um, this is kind of like a symptom of ADHD that I have for myself is that. I interrupt people a lot and I speak over people a lot and it's, it's not because I'm trying to be rude or I don't want to hear what you have to say. It's because I'm so internally worried that I'm going to forget the very relevant thing that I was wanting to say that it just blurts out. And I learned about this, like with my daughter and then learning about it for myself, I was like, Oh, that explains so much of my life. People would always be like, you don't listen or you don't, you know, you interrupt a lot. And I'm like, Oh, well, we're totally okay. We need need to definitely dive into more of this whole adult ADHD because evidently it is a thing right now. Yeah. I love you. I love you too. Thanks for a great conversation. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Chat soon, friend. Bye, honey. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye.